Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to 15 Good Minutes. It's your guy, Coach B, and I'm here with Freddie today. Freddie, my man, how's it going? Pretty good. Are you? Doing well, doing well. For our, for our audience members, wanted to let you guys know that um, JR had surgery to do a, um, what's called a transplant for a kidney. He's been waiting for a kidney for a number of years now. And uh, they found a donor and a match. And uh, thankfully, he got the surgery. Uh, but he's going through the recovery process right now. So, you know, we're basically telling him, take your time, do what you got to do. Get better, my friend. We're thinking about you here on the show. Um, really happy that uh, that he was able to uh, to find a match. And now he's just got to heal up and get better. You know what I mean, Freddie? Yes, sir. Hey, so, JR, you know, can't wait to get you back in the booth. Absolutely. Because you're very opinionated. Uh, <laughs> um, what we're going to do today, uh, you know, I got a couple of things that I want to talk about. I'm going to start off with, you know, the status of the NBA playoffs, Freddie, right? I mean, now we, we have the, the, the final four. Um, you got any immediate thoughts on, uh, on that final four? I, I think it's a very worthy final four. Uh, you know, we all know what Golden State is and what they've done over the last five, six years in the NBA, when healthy. Um, I think you got the newcomers with Dallas, um, with, with Luca and, and doing his thing. Um, you ha- In the East, you have Miami that has been a staple. And I was actually uh, talking with a friend of mine earlier today. You know, the thing about Miami is they don't have a superstar. They, they you know, they have one guy, one well, two, if you, you know, Jimmy buckets, you know, you got Jimmy and bam, but you, but yeah. when you look at it, they don't have endorsement deal, major endorsement deals like that. They just go. And I, you got to give credit to the coaching as well as the front office to where they have instilled a philosophy, you know, play hard defense. And, you know, those, those guys, the, the two guys that started last night, Strauss and the other guy, I don't know. Who the guy that's playing for, for Lowry, right? right. Right. You know, those guys, they have bought in and and, you know, they're they're Miami is a team that you and mind you, Cal Lowry is not even playing. Right. right? You know, right. Um, If I had to pick, I would say Golden State takes Dallas. Who wins the East? Game two for in in the East. I think that is about as close to a, a must win for Boston as you can be. I definitely think that uh Miami. This, this, you know, I, I think they could get out of the East this this year if Horford and and Marcus aren't effective or play in game. Okay. I think you're on to something. Um, I like the Final Four as well. Um, I think the biggest thing for the playoffs so far, you know, up to this point was not just that Phoenix didn't make it, but that last game, the the way that they lost that game in Phoenix. Um, I, I don't know anybody, not, I know Dallas, would, nobody on Dallas would admit it, but they didn't see that kind of kind of thing coming. No, no way they could have. No, no one did. I want to tell you a couple of things that bug me uh, about the NBA, not just the playoffs, and then let me know your thoughts on it. Um, first thing I have here is this interview that they do with each coach during the game after quarter one and quarter three. There's no value in it. You know, the guy, if you, you, you could take what every coach has said and it's the same no matter who the coach is, if they're up or if they're down, you know, and they take their time. And I know it's for entertainment value, but do you get anything from that 
32nd. They get to ask the coach two questions. Hey, what do you think? What are you going to do? Do you get anything from that? If you're someone that knows and understand basketball, right, then you probably don't because if you know and understand basketball and you've been watching the game, you know what's going you, on. You know, you, you know what the coach is probably gonna say. But if you are someone that 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 that, that is not a that that's not as familiar with the game and everything, then maybe you would, you know, oh, this is the culture of this team or that team or whatever. But um, I personally I don't, you know. Um well, here's the thing, Fred. I don't I don't mind it, I don't like it in game. You know, you don't you don't stop at the quarter break in the NFL and say, OK, so, you know, so that uh, that that safety blitz you ran that backfired on you. What do you think? You know what I mean? And you know how it is. Your mind is just working a thousand different things at once when you're in, in, in a game and, and especially a playoff game. It's, it's one or go home. And I, I just you know, I don't see the value in it. In a similar vein, the other thing I don't like is when they mic up a player or a coach. You know when you're mic'd. So all this rah-rah shit that you're doing once you're mic'd up, is that really real? You know, is it is it really real? Or are you just doing it because, okay, listen, uh, now baseball, Freddie, baseball does it different. Uh, ESPN will mic up, let's say, a first baseman in the game for one inning. And when somebody gets on first, the first baseman will tell them, hey, I'm wearing a mic, telling the other guy on the other team, so don't say anything, you know, that kind of stuff. But what they do in the NBA – is they'll mic somebody, usually both coaches are now always mic, and a player or two from each side. I get nothing from that. I think I think the purpose of that is to kind of make the 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 fan. Um, what what is it? You know, what, what's that 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 phrase or acronym they use now? Customer experience or yeah. whatever. You know, the, you know, it, it's the fan. You know the the the, the home. The, you know they, they want you to be more engaged, and, and ultimately, I think it is really about drawing ratings and 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 growing the game further and further to expand and try to catch up to the NFL or whatever the case may be. I think that's really what it's about. The last area of NBA that I have a problem with, and this could be a problem, not a problem. Commentators. So in game, okay, so right now you've got TNT, I think, has the West, and ESPN has the East, and then ESPN will get the final. In game, I'm okay across the board, meaning uh, both networks, I think, have really good people at the games calling the game. Post game, I can't stand TNT. Can't do it. All, I get Shaq, and all he does is mumble. And then you get Kenny, who won't sit the hell up straight, He's always leaning like he don't want to be there. And then there's my guy, Charles. Ernie is a, is, a, is a referee because Shaq is so sensitive that if somebody plays a joke on him, he's going to pout. And this running to the board to catch Kenny thing was funny five years ago, the first time he did it. I don't need it every time now. Whereas if you look at the ESPN side, Malika, Jalen, Perk, RJ, Stephen A., JJ Reddick, they're analysts, and I'm talking about Freddie, the folks at halftime and post game. They're giving me stuff, but but TNTs, you know how it's going to go. They're going to ask Shaq something with somebody's in his ears telling him, and I love the big guy. I do. But all he's doing is regurgitating what somebody else is giving him, and he doesn't seem enthused at all. You know, um, I, I don't know. Do you see anything in that realm? Now, again, Reggie and all the guys at the game, thumbs up. But right. I, I can't watch TNT at halftime or post game. I get frustrated. I, I, I think – and I, I think you have to look at it from the perspective of what objective 
or the networks and the NBA tried to accomplish, right? Now, I, I think with, when you go with, when you when you tune in to Shaq and Ernie and, and Kate, KJ and, and, and Charles, to be to be honest with you, tuning in for the laughs. Or the joke. Yes, you're tuning in to be entertained. Yes, one hundred percent. You're tuning in because because Chuck won't say, say something out of pocket. <laughs> you Chuck's know, my he, guy. Yeah, he, yeah. I, I, I love him. You he's know, gonna he, say whatever he's thinking. He's gonna say something out of pocket, and then if he says something and Shaq don't agree with it, then Shaq gonna go, oh, you know, I get all these championships and yada yada. Yeah, I mean, rings you don't have no rings or whatever. So then, so then Barkley, like, well, just because we don't have a ring, you don't, you know. So then, it's the entertainment factor. So you're really trying to entertain. People that are really up late, you know, trying to to pay attention to this, right? Mm-hmm. And so then, when you look at Stephen A. and I, so I think it's Stephen A. and and the, and the ABC or NBC, whatever it is, ABC, and ABC, ESPN, ESPN mm-hmm. you know, they're looking at it more so from a they're, they're trying to go with a more analytical approach. However. The only analyst that you might have with maybe it be Tim Legler, maybe it be Jalen Rose or whatever, but you have the personality of Stephen A. and whether it be Wilbon or whoever or Greenberg, there. whoever the oh, host Greenberg. is, right. Mike. Right. Yeah. So, so it, 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 Malik it, has been getting a lot of attention too. She's right. she's she's been getting some good some good stuff there too. Um, I just feel like theirs is more. I don't want to say newsworthy, but you know what I mean? Like to your point, it's, it's analytical. I get good data from them. They tell me what they see. And there is good data coming out of TNT. You got to see what mood they're in, you know, and I don't have time for that. I need a quick, you know, especially at halftime, you got some things you want to get done. I want to get your thoughts right away, but you know, I don't know. So I, I, I grow, I have grown frustrated with, with TNT's coverage. And when that game is over, I can't find that remote fast enough. You and I were talking last week off air about brand loyalty. Uh, and, and more specifically, we were talking about things like Adidas, Under Armour, Nike. Um, you're a Nike guy. Why? I remember there was this, and, and you know, my sisters, you know, I, I've told them this. I remember one time for school, my father, he was at work and um, he called it was night before school, right? Night before school. He was like, I don't know, maybe I was, I was in middle school, junior high, whatever. I don't even remember, but he called and said, Hey, you know, I'm going to get you know, your sneakers for school. What's, you know, what do you want? I said, Nike, right? You know, he was like, All right, cool, whatever. He came home with some Franklins, right? So I think subconsciously, subconsciously, when he brought that, those Franklins home, yeah, you know, me, I, I will say this and I will tell anybody, you know, um, I never got always what I wanted, right? But I always had what I needed, right? You know, and so when I got to a point to where I can cop the Nikes myself or the Jordans myself, I've been wearing Nike or Jordan brand or whatever since mid nineties, and so um, I'm comfortable with the brand. I know what to expect from the sneaker, the shirt, shorts, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I think, and that has translated for the last what. 30, 40 years now. So, so that's me. For me, I think, and, and I am a, 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 a Nike, you know, uh, brand ambassador. So it's, it's, it's everything Nike. Me. Even for my, my other businesses like this, anything I get made, I'll send it to them. You know, it's, it's gotta be Nike. And, uh, 
I think it was it was high school basketball that really got it going once we became um, a Nike school and then we started winning and we got into what's called Nike Elite, which was a, and it was very rare for a public school. Uh, at one time, there was only two of us in Prince George's County, us and Eleanor Roosevelt. They just fit. They fall right. Uh, I, I like the look. It doesn't have to be over the top. And, and to your point, um, nothing against any of the other brands, um, but uh, I, I look for, for, for Nike in everything. And then the last thing in a similar vein is, do you consider yourself a sneakerhead? I, I don't. I have, you know, the Jordan's 11s delivering tomorrow. I don't, I, I don't think I really consider myself a sneakerhead because there's certain shoes that I buy. For some reason, I just buy them because I like them. And then I just put them in the closet. And then I say to myself, eventually, I'm going to wear them. We would need to define what sneakerhead is. The reason I think you're a sneakerhead and I would maybe qualify is because you watch what's coming out and when you know what you want. And so, for example, I have Denise says it's, I don't know, 65 or a pair or something between Nike and Jordan. Who, who, who counts? There's no need to be counted. I tell her, just stay out of there. There's no it counts. Not important. But. <laughs> If you look deeper at those shoes, um, and I think I told you this last week, when I find one that I really like, like you just talked about with 11, I'll get that multiple times. So a sneakerhead to me is somebody who pays enough attention to them and it's important to them based on the sheer quantity of shoes that you have or two that you know enough to know that when you see that shoe, like you saw that one that was dropping last Saturday and you were right there, you knew a 959 or in your case, 859, whatever it is, bang, you was on the trigger and you got the shoe. When you wear sneakers nowadays, you're not wearing, you're not paying $210 for a pair of sneakers to go play on the court. Oh no. <laughs> these, aren't touch, these aren't touching grass. Exactly. Uh, rain. Exactly. It has to be the, the, the most part of your outfit now. Is that it's an out? It's a part of the outfit, right? Yeah. So, so that's why I don't consider myself a sneakerhead. So, I'm gonna wrap up and and throw out the question of the week again. It was sparked by something Freddie had asked me, and I've been thinking about it. So, this is what I'm gonna put out to to the audience. You are an NBA GM. You can start your team tomorrow. You have to pick one player you're going to build around. That player has to be somebody on an active roster today. Who do you build your team around? It can be any active player. I've already got mine. I'm just not going to say anything till next week Who's because yours? I really, I'm really curious to see what, what, what we get back in. I mean, I mean, we're asking, we're asking the audience, you know, so you can say who yours. Is. I know who, if I say who mine is. I don't, I don't want to say. I don't want. I don't want anybody to answer with no, knowing yours or mine because I don't want. To, I want to see what they come with. Hit us up. Let us know about that. Um, you know, as always, we thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, we really do appreciate the time and we enjoy bringing this to you guys every week. Uh, look forward to catching up with you next week. We will keep you up to date on uh, JR's progress and recovery. Maybe he's with us. And if he is, great. And if he's not, we'll let you know that as well. Freddie, anything before we cut out? Get well, JR. We'll see you back in the booth when you get ready. There you go. There you go. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.